really the best thing you can do is be yourself and that's going to attract the right people. It's actually more energy to try and be something you're not. And that's what I see comes in with leadership is people try to become the leader that they had. And maybe that person's an extrovert and they're an introvert and it's just going to be resistance and it's just going to set you up for failure. Hey babe, welcome to the sales and social podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, And let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I always say I'm excited when I have some men on the show. And we have my friend Taylor on the show today. And I'm so excited to bring him on here and all of you guys to get to know him. So Taylor, welcome to Sales and Social. Tell my audience who you are and what the heck do you do? Jillian, thanks so much for having me. Yes, I would love to. I am a mindset and leadership coach. And essentially what I help people do is show up more fully themselves, help them become the best version of themselves by knowing themselves better so they can lead themselves so that they can lead others. So yeah, really focus on mindset and personal development, but I also have a 10-year background in fitness, college athletics, which has really brought a unique approach and a holistic way of coaching where it's mind, body, soul. I think everything is connected. I love it. I love it. Well, as you know, obviously, this is a sales podcast and everything that I talk about in sales really has to do with the mindset. So why do you believe in the mindset as being like the foundation of really everything that we do? Yeah. What you say you believe and what you believe you become Mm -hmm. is the simple way to say that. And the way that I teach mindset and what I believe actually works revolves around the words that you use. A lot of people focus so much on their thoughts thinking positively or just focusing on the good in spite of the negative, but it's actually the words we use that have the biggest impact on what we think. So let me ask you a question, Jillian. What do you think of when I say the word abracadabra? Magic. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say, right? So abracadabra is actually Aramaic for with my word I create or with my word I influence. And so that's the thing. Words are magic. And the words we use are very powerful in how we show up and what we think and what we believe about ourselves. So an example I like to use is if I tell you, I don't want you to think about the pink elephant behind you. What are you thinking about? (laughs) The pink elephant behind me, which would be really cool if one behind me, by the way. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they come to me and we talk about goal setting, they're focused on what they don't want. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be injured. I don't want to be alone. And that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. We're stuck in that feedback loop, which that's what I call the survival mindset when you're focused on what you don't want to happen. So to get out of that, we want to shift into a creation mindset, which is what do we want? I want financial freedom, right? I want community. I want to be healthy. And so it really starts with our words. And another way to hit this point home is a lot of people, you can think about growing up. 
you know, your childhood or wherever you are. And if your whole life, maybe your parents told you that you're lazy and they're like, Hey, why are you so lazy? Stop being lazy. Quit being lazy. You know, by the time you're an adult, 18, 20, 25, you actually believe that you're a lazy person. You might not apply for certain jobs. You might not put yourself out there because you're like, oh, that's just, that's who I am. Right. And it's not who you are. It's what you learned. And if you learned it, you can unlearn it. So words are the starting point. Mm-hmm. That is so good. I feel like this podcast comes in like such divine timing. So you may or may not know a little bit about my story, but I had a brain injury about two years ago and I have been on this like journey with my brain and with headaches and all of these things. And I just got a new doctor this week. We are at like functional medicine doctor number 87, I feel like at this point. And I went into him this week and I was talking to him and he was like, tell me about your day. And I was like, well, first of all, I just say all day long, like my brain is not working. Do you actually say that? And I was like, yeah, literally all day. I'm like, my brain is not working. And he's like, how long have you been saying that? And I'm like, since August of 2021. And he's like, you have been literally telling yourself for like a year and a half that your brain is not working. He's like, do you know like what that is actually doing like to your brain? He's like, your thoughts that you say are literally creating your reality. So even Mm. if your brain is a little bit slower right now, which it is, and even if your brain is not working as good as it should be, which it is, you are literally telling it all these things. So why don't you actually start to say like, my brain works great, or I don't have a headache or all these things. So the fact that you just said that is like, mind-blowing because I literally just had this conversation with my doctor. I should be paying you instead of him, by the way. Yes, I love that. So this is a great point. So this, this dives into the mindset, the language, how I teach goal setting. Yeah. We talk about goals and so many people get caught up in goals as things that they do. It's not what you do. It's about who do you become? It's identity shaping, right? So with you and your clients, if they want to grow their business or have more sales, it's not about, you know, having more sales calls or showing up in the DMs or however you teach this, it's about becoming the type of person. It's about shifting your identity, right? So we can use affirmations just like you talked about, because if you keep telling yourself your brain is not working, Mm -hmm. that's what you're going to believe, right? So what you say you believe, what you believe you become. Mm -hmm. And I see this a lot. There's a lot of resistance sometimes with clients who, especially have a background in fitness. So I've worked with a lot of gym owners, right? And Mm -hmm. people who typically get in the fitness industry, it's because they love working out. They love programming. They want to help people, but they don't love the idea of being a business owner and they feel resistance. So we might create an affirmation like I'm a world-class entrepreneur or, you know, I'm a sales expert. And at first they feel- I'm a sales queen. Yeah. Right. They feel resistance because that's not who they are and that's okay. So I would say if this is new to you and, and for you, you've been saying this about your brain for so long, it's, it's okay because at first it may not feel real, but if you say it enough, you start to believe it. You start to believe it. You become it. And secondly, we can also, we don't have to make a huge shift, right? So if, if we're not comfortable calling ourselves an entrepreneur, we can say, I'm learning to be an entrepreneur or oh, I'm so learning funny. to get better at sales, right? And it really is powerful. So like the, the biggest thing that I teach, that's the foundation is like, let's just be mindful of our words. Mm-hmm. And one other thing I'll touch on, because I think it'll be really valuable for your audience is, One of the the biggest sets of language is soft talk versus solid talk. Soft talk is words like think, try, maybe, kind of, sort of. They're ambiguous. They leave room for doubt. And solid talk is words like will, do, can. So for me, when I was learning this, I was actually starting my own business. And I would say things like, I think I'm going to start my own online business, or I'm going to try and start my own online business, right? But if I tell you that, how confident are you that I'm actually going to do it? 
Yeah. Like I'm going to try to feel better tomorrow. I'm going to try to have a headache tomorrow. Right. Exactly. And so many people do this. And for me personally, it was for two reasons. One, I didn't actually believe I could. Mm -hmm. Two, I was giving myself an out. So if I didn't succeed, it was like, oh, well, I just said I was going to try. But the difference is, how was I showing up in the world? How was I communicating with other people? If I'm on a sales call and I'm like, hey, do you think maybe you want to work with me? Or I'm like, hey, when are you ready to work with me? Who are you more likely to sign up with? Right. So the words you use impact how you show up and your belief in yourself. And it's going to help you have a better relationship with yourself and manifesting what you want. And it's also going to have more belief in other people. I don't really believe in fake it till you make it, Yeah. but it's about using words and supporting yourself and really becoming that person before the rest of the world sees it. Right. I imagine for you in your head, you're like, I'm the sales queen before (laughs) everyone else viewed you as a sales queen. And that's how this works. Yeah. It's so interesting. I love that you say that because even like when I, when I teach sales, I say to people like, who are you embodying? Like, what are the characteristics that you are? Like, if you want to be a six-figure business owner, like, be her now. It's actually one of my Mm. favorite quotes. I have a quote on my wall that says it. It's like, be her now. Don't wait until you've arrived at that. It's like, be her now. Show up now. What are the characteristics, right? It's like, how are you actually embodying that? And I love that that, like, that soft talk versus that solid talk. That's how you worded it, right? Yes. That is huge because I see that all the time, even in my clients. They're like, you know, I'm going to try this launch out. I'm going to try to host a retreat. I think I might put this offer out. And it's like, now that you've said that, that is like such a game changer. I'm going to use that for sure. It's like, oh, you, you now you have an out. So I actually love that. Yeah. It's about creating more accuracy. Are you going to do it or are you not? Mm-hmm. You know, and there's always a time where it's okay to use soft talk. You know, one, one funny story I'll share, because I know you had my friend, Matt Mahalik on the podcast. And- oh my God. I love him he's familiar with this and we talk about it all the time and it's really creating accuracy. There was one time, I think he went home for a trip or something and he, he came back and I was like, Oh, how's your weekend? And he's like, Oh, it was pretty good. And I was kind of busting his chops. I was like, pretty good. Like, was it good or was it not good? Yeah. And he's like, you know what? He's like, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. So yeah, it was pretty good. And I was like, okay, I just wanted <laughs> to make sure you're being accurate. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll leave the pretty in there, but The biggest thing in the first step is awareness. So many people have no idea, right? That they're even saying these words. And as we're talking about this, you're going to start noticing with your clients in emails and text messages, you're going to start typing something out and then you're going to be like backspace. Okay. I'm going to remove that word. Like that's not necessary. So it's going to allow you to show up better and it'll just create more accuracy and more clarity in your world. That's so good. So who do you work with? Like, who is like your ideal person? I know just like Matt, we talk about like, there's not this like ideal facade person, but like, Mm. who do you love to work with? I mean, I'm assuming the majority of people have like a fucked up mindset, but like, who is your person? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, this will be interesting to dive into. That's something I'm still working on, on honing in, right? It's a challenging thing because it's like, what I do is I help people, you know, transform their lives or be a better version of themselves. And those are pretty broad. I typically have two categories. So one is I'd say younger, you know, 22 to 30, they want a life transformation. They know there's something better out there. Right. And then the second is more in in the corporate business world, CEO, a little bit older, 35 to up to 60 I've worked with who are are set and this is what I'm doing. And they want to go from good to great. They want that 1% improvement. They want to optimize their life. Right. But I would say the common theme with both of them is I work with people who are already into personal development. They already have started, you know, understanding this idea of a growth mindset. They read books, that podcasts, things like that. And really the difference, which is why I do what I do is 
hiring a coach is the fast track, right? It's like, you don't know what you don't know. And even for myself, that's why I continue to hire coaches. Cause yeah, I could learn things in a book or whatever, but one, having that accountability, having these conversations is what's really going to transform people's lives. Yeah. So a couple of things that you said that I definitely want to dive into. One is personal development. You are on the younger side, which, right. Which I love that you were like, I deal with the older people who are like 35, which that's not an older person, Taylor. That is still a younger person, 35. Well, relative to 22, <laughs> yes. right? So I've, I've got like the two age brackets. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is still very younger than me, which is making me feel very old on this podcast, by the way. But you are still on the younger side. So what made you dive into personal development? That's a great question. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 31 for context. And it is interesting. You said that I have one client who is 60 and he really questions working with me. He's like, you're half my age. You're my son's age. Like, what can you learn from me? But also because of his relationship with his son, he's like, I think that's why I need to work with you. Like they impress me all the time and the world is changing and, you know, finally work together and it changed his life. It really did. And he's one of my biggest advocates, but You know, for me, I think in high school, I've always just been interested in uh, like motivational speaking. And I grew up in athletics and sports and I almost studied psychology in school. And really, I just had this desire to help people. I wanted to help people. I wanted to really reach my dreams and goals. And then I went down the route of fitness and college strength and conditioning. And from there, It's a unique background, but I really learned about leadership and culture and team dynamics and all the intricacies of especially like college football, where you've got 80 to 100 people on a roster and trying to manage all of that. And then basically I had my own rock bottom point. I, when I was 28, I was trying to be a college strength coach. It wasn't working out. It was not as glamorous as it seemed. And I moved back to Florida where I grew up, took a desk job and immediately was like, this is not for me. Like, I don't know what to do. And at the moment it felt like rock bottom. And it was the first time in my life that I didn't believe it was possible to do what you love and make good money. Up until that point, my parents were great. They always believed in me. They said I could do anything. And I believed that. And then I hit this point that felt like rock bottom. I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to settle into this. Like, is this it? And I thought, well, if this is rock bottom, I might as well throw a Hail Mary. And I hired a coach that I couldn't afford. I got in a coaching program and it was a business mentorship for fitness coaches, right? Helping you grow your business, et cetera. But the first half of it was personal development. It was goal setting. It was mindset. It was language. And it changed my life. Mm -hmm. That story that I told you about soft talk, right? I realized the biggest inhibitor for me was that I didn't actually believe I could do what I wanted. And I was using soft talk. I was saying like, I'm going to try and start my own business, but I wasn't showing up that way. And as soon as I shifted that, I would just have people reach out to me on Instagram. I I had just started posting and they're like, Hey, I think I need to work with you. Mm -hmm. And I'm fumbling over my words on the sales call. And I'm like (laughs) charging double than I had ever charged. And they're like, okay, cool. That's good. And I'm like, what? Oh, really? You were no longer trying. You were all in. Yeah. I was just being myself. And that's why, so, so that's kind of the origin story of, I've always been interested in it, podcasts, you know, psychology, but really it's, it's my story. It changed my life and it, it changed the way I show up and I had a newfound confidence and which really dives into the mindset is a big part, but also what I do is I help people know themselves because if you really, really know yourselves, it's easy to show up confident, right. To other people. And also I think we're all created in a specific way. And really the best thing you can do is be yourself and that's going to attract the right people. It's actually more energy to try and be something you're not. And that's what I see comes in with leadership is people try to become the leader that they had 
And maybe that person's an extrovert and they're an introvert and it's just going to be resistance and it's just going to set you up for failure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's such a good topic. So, so often people say to me like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not authentic online or I'm not attracting my person. And I'm like, I can tell you why, because you're like, literally have this mask on. You have this mm. mask on when you're online, you feel like you have to be this one person online and then you get on your coaching calls and you are now you're the coach. And then you get on your podcast and you're, you know, your podcast jail, or you, then you are in real life. And then you're this other person. Instead of just being like who you are all the time, like it's exhausting to try to be somebody else online, right? Like I've said, I've given this example so many times people come on my podcast and before we hit record, they're like, Hey, can I, can I swear on your podcast? I'm like, do you know me? Of course you can swear on my podcast. Like mm. I'm no different on the podcast than I am on my Instagram stories than I, what were, if you were to meet me in a coffee shop or out at a bar, right? Like I'm the same person. And I think so often people are like trying to put all these different masks on and then it's so exhausting. And in return, you're not making sales because you're actually not even who you are. So because you deal with really people knowing themselves, why are people so afraid to just be themselves? Because I know you and I had a conversation like you are a little bit more introverted, but that's like your superpower versus yeah. like your bestie. Who's like all out there, Matthew, right? Like you're not trying to be Matthew. You're not trying to be me. You're truly staying in your zone of genius. And that's your secret sauce. Yeah, that's a man. It's such a good question. I think there's a lot of layers to it. Why don't we show up ourselves or why do we feel this pressure? I think it's society. I, I really believe that we're all born into a cult, a cult of our parents' beliefs, society around us, our socioeconomic status, the education system we were in, like all of these things are factors around who we are up until the, the point that we're an adult, we start life on our own. And so a lot of what I teach, I said it earlier, but as you get older, it's more about unlearning. We do need to continue to grow and evolve, but a lot of times we need to pause. And this is part of knowing yourself and ask, what do I need to let go of? What thoughts are not supporting me? What limiting beliefs are holding me back? And, and that's really what I did. You know, my whole life I was told I was shy or introverted and it had a negative connotation. And on our last call, I mentioned a book called Quiet by Susan Cain, and it changed my life because it actually defined introverts as how you recharge, how you're stimulated. Like for me, I hate small talk. I don't want to talk about the weather. I don't want to talk about, you know, the random football game. I want to know what lights you up. I want to know what excites you. And extroverts generally tend to be more easily stimulated, meaning that they just can be in conversation with people about anything, right? It's not a good or bad. It's just different. And once I realized like, I'm that- I'm an extrovert. I'll talk about anything. I'll talk about this pen if you want. I just want to talk to you. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and it's likely you get more- recharged by being in a room full of people yeah. as much as like for me growing up, I, I felt like there was a connotation that being introverted was antisocial or afraid to talk to people. And obviously there's a spectrum, but as soon as I realized that wasn't true, I embraced it. Now I'm proud to say I'm an introvert because it's who I am. And it allowed me to step into that power. So, you know, getting back to your question, why do people not, they allow who they think they're supposed to be, right? It's it's our identity. They've never paused to ask themselves, who am I? What do I want? And the, the thing is, which this is a big part of the work I do, if you don't define yourself, the rest of the world will. Somebody else will. And they're allowing that, whether it's their parents or society or you know the whole American dream, right? Like you get a job, you get married, you get the white picket fence, et cetera. And so it's creating the space. And that's the big thing with knowing yourself is I don't have one answer. People always ask me like, okay, what are your tips for that? It's self-exploration. And for me as a coach, I just get curious. 
And I ask good questions to help my clients think. And, and the other piece of that is just trying things. You know, sometimes figuring out what you don't want is just as important as what you do, which goes back to the mindset. And it's, it's why you got to have a mindset that says failure is not a bad thing. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to grow from this. And so, yeah, the, the biggest thing is, is we get swept up in who we think we're supposed to be at such a young age before we can even be aware to pause and ask ourselves what we want. Yeah. So good. Literally so good. I know my audience is literally going to fall in love with you. I mean, like I have fallen in love with you. There's a little bit of time that I've met you. Where can people find you? What do you have going on with right now? And like, how can people work with you? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah. So the biggest way to reach me is on Instagram at Taylor underscore Sleaford, S-L-E-A-F-O-R-D. I also have my own podcast called Fully Human Podcast. So you can check that out there. And then, yeah, as far as working with me right now, I'm just working one-on-one with clients. So if you want to reach out, we could talk about that. And there's a a few different ways, kind of depending on what you're looking for, what your goals are. And, And that's why I've stuck with, we talked about this too. I'd love to do a group program, but really with how I help people and what I do, it fits better for me to work one-on-one. So that could be anywhere from, you know, one month at a time to six months. And that's kind of where we start. I love it. So the Fully Human podcast, what is like the idea of it? Like, what do you kind of talk about? Is it mindset? Is it business? Yeah, it's it's this idea of being fully human. So my tagline is achieve your goals faster by being fully you. And it's it. a holistic approach. So we talk about a lot of different subjects, but one of my big beliefs is that mindset starts with fitness, right? That's where it started for me. It starts with movement. It starts with the food you eat, not so much losing weight or looking a certain way, but like eating good quality food is going to affect how you think and how you feel and getting sleep and doing things like cold plunges. There's health benefits. But for me, I jump in cold rivers because of mental toughness. And if I can do every time I get in the cold water, it's hard and I don't want to do it. But if I can do that hard thing, then when it comes to having difficult conversations or obstacles in my life, there's carryover, right? So it's this holistic idea of mindset, fitness, leadership, right? Say it like, I believe personal development is business development and also the reverse, right? If you get better at business, you're going to grow as a person. You're going to get better at relationships. Like I believe everything is connected. And so the idea of fully human is not really my definition. It's, It's helping you through all of these different areas, figure out who you are, what you want and what your goals are, because it's up to you to decide, right? It's like this definition of success. We get caught up in thinking that is money, Mm -hmm. but you know, sometimes more money is more problems. So it's really defining success for you, defining happiness for you and helping you show up the fullest version of yourself, not trying to be like me. You're not trying to be like you, Jillian. I love that. So also how often do you do cold plunges? It's like a totally side subject because I Mm. watch your videos and I feel like you're in them a lot. Yeah, I would say it's a little tougher, like at least once a week, but I ironically have really been getting into Wim Hof breathing, which has been a game changer for me. There's a few. So Wim Hof, he has a book, there's an app you can download that's pretty, that's free that you can get started. But essentially the process is you'll take 30 breaths. So breathe fully in, breathe fully out immediately into the next. There's no pausing. And then you'll do a breath hold. So you'll, you'll hold your breath for as long as you can. And essentially when it comes to breath work, a lot of people think that like when we need to breathe, it's because of a lack of oxygen, but it's actually a buildup of carbon dioxide, Mm -hmm. right? That is the signal telling us, Hey, you need to breathe. And so we can actually modify the chemicals in our resistance to CO2 to have a longer breath hold. And so what Wim talks about is 
there's all these health benefits and the cardiovascular system, like cardiovascular disease is one of the number one killers. And so by simply doing this breath work, we can change our physiological state. Mm -hmm. And this is why he's, he's really correlated to doing Wim Hof. And then you can do cold plunges or cold showers. So the reason I brought that up is I've started doing cold showers daily now, and it's been a game changer. You're going to feel more energized. You're going to feel better. And there's so many health benefits. Do you go in cold and then get to warm or you do the whole thing cold? Yeah. So what I used to do, and this is how I'd recommend starting if you want to try it out is do your normal shower warm and then turn it all the way cold for start with 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be a lot. And then as you do it more, your body will get more used to it. And so a big thing he talks about is our, our modern world. And so a lot of these things around mindset or even fitness is we live in this modern world where we don't adapt, right? Our ancestors would adapt to the cold or to the heat. And so you're actually shutting off part of your cardiovascular system when we're constantly like able to turn the, the dial up on our air conditioning system. And so by doing the cold, it allows our body to better regulate. And this is part of why like sickness, like as kids, it's actually good to be around germs or to be out in the cold because your body adapts to that. And you'll see a lot of times kids who are constantly bundled up and never exposed to the cold. If they are exposed to the cold, they're going to get sick. So to start off with, you could start in a warm shower, turn to cold. And then every time you could do a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And there's a big mindset component of just like, how can you focus on your breathing? Cause it is going to be alarming. You're going to have a big gasp. You're, you know, it, it's going to be uncomfortable. That's incredible. That's so good. I am so grateful that you were on the show today. I'm going to definitely take a cold plunge shower. Awesome. It was interesting. When I was going through some of my brain stuff, I was doing some like cold plunging, cold, cold showers, cold baths. And I was like, this is crazy, but I know mm. that it's so, it's so good. Also, I have to connect you with my good friend, Corinne Phelps. I'm not sure if you know her, but I feel like you should know her for sure. She does all the breath work, all the cold plunges. She's a good friend of Matt's too. So I should definitely connect you as well. So Taylor, thank you so much for being on the show today. I was so excited to have you. You guys, we will put all of his information in the show notes. We will also link his podcast because if you guys listened today and you loved him, I would love for you guys to check out his podcast as well. Fully Human Podcast. Uh, Taylor, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jillian. It was a blast. And I can't wait to hear about this cold shower. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.